Now it's time for Past Week, Next Week with Chris and Paul. Why, hello, Chris. Hey, Paul. It's so wonderful to see you. Man, it's been a minute. It's so great to be back. It certainly is great. It's wonderful. And every every week when we do a show, mm-hmm. we like to play a song, a song that you guys would enjoy because, well, it symbolizes the 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 year or not the year it's been that long since we've been gone we don't even know how to do this show yeah it symbolizes the week of the past week and here it is that's right thin lizzie with the boys are back yeah sometimes it takes me a minute to figure out why you choose the song Mm -hmm. i feel like i've got this one right out of the gate yep what what would be your guess well, we haven't done a show for two weeks, right? And now we're back, and we're boys, and yeah. we actually we're both out of town, but we're both back in town now. Yes, we're back doing the show, and also we're very immature. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this this is this is rock. You don't you don't hear music like this. No, I think rock may be dead. Ah, now I, you went and saw live music last night. Were they rock? No, they weren't rock. It was, um, God, it was such an eclectic mix of music. It was so cool. Um, like John Prine type stuff, like like older um, bluesy, almost country type stuff, but then other more, mo- it was it was awesome. It's just great to see live music again. Also, I do need to add, as far as boys, the texture's back. Mm. It wouldn't be a show without the texture. Well, yeah. I love his, his last, insights. I think last time we did it, and I completely ignored his whole texting, the the gold jokes he would give us. Um, I Yes, I missed I missed his jokes. Uh-oh, I'm having a hard time sharing, I think. Isn't that what... What? Let's try this again. Okay, now we're cooking. With? Gas. I was, I was hanging out with my daughter uh, Friday... And she's like, Dad, let's listen to Olivia Rodrigo. I think you'd really like her. My and, daughter's pushing her on me, too. And I'm like, why do you think that? She goes, well, because it's it's kind of rock, and, you know, you might like that. Yeah, I don't think rock. it's rock. It's not rock, it's pop. Yeah. She was fine. She was fine. <laughs> yeah. And they, then she, she told me she's like broken all the Spotify records, and or nobody's done that since Taylor Swift. I'm, I guess, her is the second coming of Taylor Swift. Bugs me a little bit, as you can yeah. imagine, as you, as you can well imagine. There was just one thing in one of her songs that bugged me. She said she's 17 years old, mm-hmm. and she's singing this song, and it's this going to be vulgar, but she goes, one of the lines is, "When do I get my fucking teenage dreams?" And I'm thinking, yeah, you're 17 years old and you're the biggest thing on Spotify. Yeah, so stop it. You're the only person in the world living the teenage dream right now. Yeah. So I really related to her up until that. But you know what's interesting about her as a phenomena? Mm-mm. We did a story on her last week. The last time we did it, we had no idea who she was. Right. Right. Now she's all up in it. Yeah. All she, up in our face. Yeah. She's like Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I guess she was on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. I didn't know. 
I don't know. That's how oblivious I am. I told Jane about Olivia Rodrigo. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, well, she's the one we saw on Saturday Night Live that you were making do you fun watch, of. I, I fast forward to the musical. I mostly do, too. Yeah. yeah. That's probably what happened. Jane probably tried to watch her. I made some offensive jokes, and then she uh-huh. just fast forward through it in disgust. That's yep, typically that's, how it goes at my house. That sounds that sounds on brand. <laughs> Thin Lizzy kicks butt though, don't they? Yeah, it makes me miss just good old fashioned American yeah. rock and roll. I feel like I need to go back to this music and try to be like them. Yeah. Thin. Ooh, yeah. And Lizzy. Lizzy. The texter's probably texting stuff, but since we're sharing this, I can't see. I can't oh, see Oh, you can't see what he's texting. So we're looking forward to Okay. Yeah, let's see what he's got. Uh, yeah. Oh, there is some stuff in the chat. Are you reading for Mexico or U.S. in the... Comfort... Concat? Concat. Concat? I don't... Oh, boy. There's a lot busy. of stuff we're going to deal... We're going to just have to deal with it. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Thin Lizzy, everybody. Guy looks like Jim Croce. That was Thin Croce. (laughs) Actually, you should know. Yeah. That was Thin Lizzy with The Boys Are Back in Town. Yes. Yeah. And that sums up the past few weeks for us. Welcome to Past Week Next Week. With Chris and Paul. Yeah, I'm Chris. And I happen to be Paul. Ah. This is a show where we review the most important things for the past week and get you ready for the next week. It's your one-stop podcast to keep you updated. It's a real week review. Just listen to us. You won't need any other information outlet. That's our guarantee. It's Sunday morning. You're listening to us online at kctkradio.com, or you can watch us Facebook Live on the KCTK Radio page. It's easier to use the KCTK Radio smartphone app. So easy. Just go to your... uh, App Store, download it, and you'll enjoy it. In fact, a lot of new programs are coming out in KCTK Radio. That is exciting. So yeah. when we get more specifics, you know what we'll do? We'll interview some of the new uh, hosts and stuff um, so we don't have to you know, come up with stuff to talk about. Oh, that's a great idea. So go go get the app. Do it now. It's free. You're, you're welcome to join the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060. We welcome your participation. Mm-hmm. We also are rebroadcast on Sunday evening at 7 p.m. on Del Marva Talk Radio and Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. on Good Talk Radio. And you can always give us the call at the same number, 913-735-0060. Leave us a message and we'll always get to it. Uh, or our Facebook page works, too. Coming up, we have a weekly news quiz, pop culture. Actually, we don't have pop culture. Updates. Yeah. In lieu of... An incredible special feature. We will be interviewing D.C. Glenn, the Brain Supreme, the man who brought us, uh, whoop, there it is, from the tag team. Man, that's exciting. Yeah, I knew this was happening a few weeks ago, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, yeah. And you you read his story a little bit, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. It's mind-boggling to me, and I'll probably fan out because everyone in the world knows that song. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing the success and how he keeps doing other things. But the other thing, and I don't know how much I'll get into it with him on this, but you know who his partner is? Steve Rowland? Right. High school friend. No. Yeah. So they're very much like us. Uh Uh-huh. But they're both bald now. Yeah, okay. 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 And one's gigantic, so that works. Yeah. Um, But they 
lived our dream, mm-hmm. which is they work together at a strip club. No. That that could be an interview right there, but then they wrote Whoop There It Is. Wow. Yeah. And then they're in Geico commercials and, and yeah, continuing to do other stuff. But which did is really I mention cool. the strip club? I was gonna gloss over that, but yeah. No. It's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. So uh we're excited about that. That will start in about fifteen minutes, so we gotta kinda move quickly, even though there's a lot going on. What's going on, Chris? Oh man. So uh I just got back in the country a couple of days ago. We're going to do what's going on, and then we're going to interview DC Glenn, and then we're going to do the Slate News Quiz. Okay. okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So you're back. back, Your boys are back. Yeah. Boys are back in town. I went, for the first time ever in my life, to South America Mm. and went to Peru. Ooh. My God. Um... There's just so much. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, maybe we'll talk about it over the next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, spent two weeks out of the country. I've not I've not been away from work for two weeks since I got Abby in 2003 in uh-huh. China. So it's been a long time that I've been away from work that long. And then I'm we went down to Peru. We spent a week. Um, at a retreat center where we did all yoga and breath work and um, all kinds of um, self-healing type stuff. It was so cool. Um, And then we spent a week basically just being tourists, hanging out in a resort, going to Machu Picchu. Did you really uh, hike 40 miles? No, that wasn't me. That was Brad Speaks. Oh, okay. I rode a bus. Yeah. To the top of Machu Picchu, okay, which was harrowing. Yeah. Um, a lot of hairpin turns. They didn't have guardrails on some of the road. Wow, um, they, but it it was it was nuts. So beautiful, and then just to be there at this ruin, and I'm like touching the rocks that people used to build it, you know, hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. and um, there was just there was a real very cool. Uh, I kind of hesitate to use the word, but I'll say kind of a sacred vibe yeah. to it, and uh, it was awesome. Don't you think it's weird? I always got this, and I, I think you did too, based on your past places that you've gone. How, well, we're not taught about the, the civilization that was here before us, right? where we live. Yeah. So everything is just so freaking new. Yeah. The oldest thing around us is Fort Osage. And that's God, like I guess a, you're that's right. That's like 1820 something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people that you met in Peru were doing, going up to that mountain and, and having that uh, sacred experience so many years before. Yes, 1820. Yeah, you know. And we had a so at the retreat we had a guy a coca shaman. Coca is the plant that cocaine is made from. Uh huh. But you really have to refine it to make cocaine. It's it's actually a sacred plant to some people. So we had this shaman come down. His people lived up above 15,000 feet elevation. And the Spanish conquistadors never found them. Wow. Um, so he doesn't even speak Spanish. He speaks Quech. I'm going to say it wrong, probably Quechuan, mm-hmm. which was the original Incan language back then they're they're incans yeah yeah the incas so he came down and did this coca ceremony with us and it was it was such a coca coca is what they made coca-cola with too right i yeah and is coca 
that's different from chocolate, right? That from co- yeah, cacao, cacao is the chocolate thing. Okay. The, the coca, and we had coca tea all the time. So you okay. just take dried coca leaves. What does it taste like? Um, it earthy. Okay, you know, I, it, not like regular tea, but that type of flavor. You know, earthy, a plant. Now you know me, Chris. Yeah, I need my coffee in the morning. Sure, you do. But I think if I went on an experience like that, I'd be drinking whatever they gave me. Oh, and you know, I won't, I wouldn't even yeah. ask for the. No, and I didn't. I didn't do coffee until like the last couple of days. I did coca tea uh-huh. all the time. Is there caffeine in that? There's not caffeine, but they say it gives you a little energy. It's not as pronounced as coffee, mm-hmm. um, but it's also supposed to help with altitude sickness. Okay, and, and the altitude is insane out there. Is it? Is it a big altitude or a small altitude? It's a big altitude. Okay. Yeah, right. they got a big one. You Let know me that. Write that one down. Real quick. <laughs> yes. Big. And I, you know, I was looking like we go out to Colorado and you go up Pikes Peak and you're at 14,000 feet, which is way up there. Yeah. They've got a lot of 14,000 foot mountains. I was looking up the highest mountain in Peru. It's 22,000 feet. Whoa. It's like they're just the mountains are a lot. Is it higher than Mount McConnell that you and I uh, climbed and you had to use the bathroom at the very top where I defecated on the mountain? Yeah. You're on the cocoa. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, they're bigger than that. Okay. okay yes. Okay. Yeah, they are. And and I did try to get in. You know, you talk about getting into the culture. I I ate some guinea pig. Yeah, that is a delicacy down there. Um, which scare? Which when you came in the house or the the KCTK facilities, mm-hmm. we call it the the complex because of the pool and everything. I made sure Gilly wasn't too close to you. Because I was afraid that she looks you, a little bit like a guinea pig. Yeah, and you would think she was delicious. Yeah, when we were taking, so we we landed in Lima, Peru, and just had to. We had like an eight hour layover, so we got a hotel room to sleep a couple of hours, and then right back on a plane to Cusco, um, another major city, the uh, the last capital of the Incas, and that that town, that city, is at twelve thousand feet. The whole city, it's wow. nuts. Um, and then we're taking a cab ride to our retreat center down in the sacred valley and we're driving and our our little cab driver's like guinea pigs guinea pigs and we look and they've got stands along the road where they're they're skewered and their oh. their little limbs are, are they bigger than guinea pigs here no no oh, i don't know maybe they bred them to be yeah no same size um so i had guinea pig legs they were they were like a dark meat chicken wing, if mm-hmm. such a thing existed. Um, it didn't really taste like chicken yeah. as much as like like maybe rabbit. Now, I saw that on like your that. Facebook yeah. or, or Instagram, one of the two. It it looked like you were diving in and trying it. But it I didn't, was. It didn't look like something you're going to order again if you have your choices. Yeah. You know, if, if I go to Peru again, I will um, probably order a whole guinea pig one time yeah. and just try it okay i had alpaca steak it was amazing wow uh oh my so good i would definitely order that again um and then the other well there's several things they're known for one is ceviche and i had that several times my god what is that it's raw fish that they put like citrus and maybe a little vinegar over and and the acidity sort of cooks it Mm. um oh my god so good what did they did they have rice or what type of uh, mostly other, quinoa quinoa okay uh-huh. yeah. which I know about now because my wife bought some a couple weeks ago and I eat it now oh so take yeah. that 
Yeah, it's good. Culture. We did have rice. I mean, they do have rice, but um, yeah. at least the area we were in, there were a lot of quinoa fields yeah. and yeah, used yeah. a lot of quinoa. When I went to Sicily a couple years ago, we had pasta. Pasta. Mm. So check that I've out. I've heard of that. that. Yeah. The other thing, um, so many dogs. Mm-hmm. I've never seen more dogs. Than over at the Lavoda's house. Yeah. yeah. It's like everywhere is a Lavoda house. Mm-hmm. But these dogs... They're just they're running in the streets, but they're not they're not like strays here that are skittish and running away or like scarily aggressive. They're just like they're just like are they part of the community. Any black labradors? I saw black labs. Okay, because we have an official black labrador of the of the podcast, oh, Lucy. Right. Yeah, who evidently the texter tells me is ruining their lawn because she's peeing places. Oh no, he's asking for help on that, which. We'll get to. Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely. Um, one quick story about, I got to talk about my friend Buddy, the uh-huh. dog. Yeah. So we get to the retreat center the first day. We're the first ones there. People start showing like, up. He was your buddy and his name was Buddy. Yeah. I don't really know what his name was, but I called him Buddy. Oh, okay. Because he was my buddy. So you're going to start calling me fat old friend? Well, I already do in my oh, mind. Okay, because <laughs> I am your fat old friend. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. So we go hiking. I guess it's like the texter. He texts, so we call him the the texter. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So we're walking up to this waterfall. They're like, hey, just it's real easy. Go up to this waterfall. We get up to it, and then we want to come back down, and we get lost. Oh. And we have no idea where we are, where we're going. You guys are just alone, you and your wife. Yeah, it's just just me and Jane. We had met Buddy down at our retreat center, and then he took off. We didn't know where he was. Anyway, we're seeing other people on the trails, but they're all locals you know they so we can't ask them for help they just speak spanish but they're friendly everybody waves and hola hola well this one kid starts walking towards us he's got his hands in his pockets and his head down and i wave and just nothing back from him just stares at me and i'm like that's weird probably he's just a moody kid sure all of a sudden here comes buddy ripping and tearing up the trail and he is barking his head off at the kid and he gets between jane and i and the kid you say kid what age do you think he was 20 oh okay 20 or 40 i can't tell yeah something like that yeah anyone under 53 is a kid to you yes okay yeah so the kid just walks on and then buddy settles down and i'm like okay i'm this is dumb but i'm gonna try it and i go buddy we're lost can you help us get back and he starts he's lassie he starts running down the trail turns around waits for us we get catch up to him he runs down the trail further turns around waits for and he takes us all the way down to the front door of our retreat center wow if i'm if i'm lying i'm dying i swear that happened it sounds like an episode of i've got something to say yeah he's the best we add that to you to chapter yeah, I need to. I need to do a few. I've got something to say. Is following that trip. So anyway, yeah. I've I've totally taken up all the time because we almost got an interview. But what's going on with you, Paul? Well, uh, I went to New Orleans and uh, it was fun. I ate, ate too much or drank too much oh, a couple God, weeks that ago. That sounds good. And then uh, last week was nice and relaxing, so it was good. And uh, I'm interested in telling you at some point, not even on the air, about. I've learned transcendental meditation. Oh, you took the lessons. Yeah. What do you think? Love it. Give me a headline. Okay. Love it. Headline is you love it. Love it. Is it easier to do than other meditations? Uh Uh-huh. Are you you doing it twice a day now? Uh Well, I had my class yesterday, and I've already done four meditations. Oh, wow. And it's like 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So that's cool. Oh, I want to hear about that. But let's, uh, before uh, DC Glenn gets on here, let's look at what the texture has to say. A good idea. Dear Toby, Tobin, what is the best time to plant Grant seed? <laughs> I'm having trouble with the dead spot. Um, you know what you need to do is plant it all the time. Oh, really? You're a lot of people say A lot of people say don't do it, but... Look at my front lawn. I used to have dead spots, and I just planted it. It looks and good. Go crazy and yeah. water the hell out of it. Uh, the texture says I hiked 40 miles to see Machu Picchu. He did. The jokes are seasoned to your stew. Oh. Olivia Newton-John. Okay. That must be when we were talking about pop stars. Yeah, Olivia Rodrigo. I he, get it. Um, the ma- We should call texture <clears throat> the master of the obvious. You love Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. you think? Are you guys rooting for... Logan Paul or Floyd Mayweather? Oh, now, did that happen last night? Floyd Mayweather. I don't know if it happened or not. Um, I would like to see what happened on that one. Yeah. it. I find that whole situation sad. Because you could argue and have lots of proof behind you that Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer to ever lived. The greatest of all time. Yeah, you could definitely make an argument for that. And um, now he's doing a... He's fighting a, a, a was he a YouTube star? Uh huh. And I guess this kid's bigger than Floyd, but we saw what happened with McGregor. He just knew how to box, and right? So are you rooting for Mexico or U.S. in the Con C O N C C A F final? Um, I'm rooting for the U.S. Yeah, I'll just go U.S. I don't know what that is, but he's black. He's high. Uh, Oh, hit, hit the cough button. I don't need to be. Yeah. Okay, the cough. Delaware, Maryland, Vivian. <laughs> His story's uplifting and amazing. Mm-hmm. He's Johnny Rowland's brother. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're also not strippers. They're dancers. Did the toilet go in reverse? Ooh, good question. I didn't pay attention. Oh, wow. Drugs. Because I was in the Southern Hemisphere. I would love to have known that, too. The driver was high. Uh, he's been he the Saint, he's been the Saint Joe, so that's exciting. That is exciting. I love their Belt Highway there. Okay, it's ten thirty right now. Oh wow, this is exciting. And he's not on yet, so okay. I could see with my podcast career that he never shows up. Oh, uh, what if he thought it was ten thirty p.m.? I no, I know. The Incas were from Jerusalem and came to island in little <laughs> canoes and rocks that glow in the dark. You should have taken Ranger Rob's poopy bags on that. Mountaintop. That would have been handy. You should, you should have had those. Llama steak's good. He likes cow steak, potatoes. What pasta? He has four dogs. Is that true? It's a lot of dogs. There's always been multiple dogs at the LeBeer household. I know that. Huh. I'm sorry, at the Texter household. He's a thug. Buddy is a miracle. He dog. is a miracle dog. Did you see the Super Dame tonight? Yes. So a lot of that stuff is way behind. Yeah. Let me see here. Oh, there oh. he is. All right. This is exciting. I'm going to. I'm pretty excited, guys. So I'll, everyone just hang with me and uh, let's not get too. Just just calm down, Paul. Okay. T- tell me to calm down, Chris. Hey, just take it easy. Take a breath. Okay. All right. Take a breath. Use your TM. Ladies and gentlemen, we have on the line here now, um, DC Glenn. Yes, sir. Woo! The Brain Supreme. Oh. And I'm Paul. 
Hey, and I'm Chris. And it is such an honor to have you on oh, our man. podcast. Yes. Oh, stop. Oh, oh yes. I, I, I'm not sure if we're going to do an interview with you or a um, just a gushing fan thing. So just bear <laughs> with us, okay? Fan, fan, I'll fanboy out. And here's why. Uh, DC Glenn, the Brain Supreme, is from the tag team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows the tag team. Actually, I put it this way. 95% of the world know tag team. That's fair. But I think 100, maybe 200% of the world knows their hit song, Whoop, There It Is. (laughs) And can I call you DC or Mr. Glenn or how would a fan address you? Just call me DC. Would you guys stop? Okay. We're not going to. So, DC. I mean, is there a more recognizable song in the world Maybe Hey Jude or something along those lines. In all seriousness, I have no idea. I just, I just live in Groundhog Day. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, I would just, I'm just fresh off a show. I just got back um, from a show we just did, and it's just funny because I just always, it always feels like Groundhog Day. But you know, the ability to touch the world and bring so much joy to people and help them party, mm-hmm. you know. You know, humans will always celebrate till the end of time, and they will always need. Well, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Chris and I are have been friends since high school, and we've done different radio shows, and we were both in the politics locally, and now we do this for basically for fun. And so, I'm wondering about your your partnership with Steve Rowland. Now, you yeah. were you were high school friends, right? Yeah, grew up in high school. So, what draw you? drew you to him to say you know we're gonna let's keep this creativity going together nothing nothing <laughs> he was just was, there uh, sounds like chris it was it was by the laws of homeroom class uh-huh his last name is gibson my last name is glenn so we end up sitting by each other oh wow grade. that's how we met <laughs> so um but you know as far as music he had a band that would play in the quad sometimes during lunch right mm-hmm. and i really wanted to be in that band and then I worked in the truancy office, you know, which was down the hall from Dr. Joyce Davis, who led, uh, who conducted the Bolt Vibration uh, Mass Choir. I wanted to be in that choir. Oh, wow. And then our first high school dance, I saw, you know, Ricky Springs and some of his boys, which is Steve's friends, with two turntables and a Radio Shack mixer. And I was like, I got to be a DJ. <laughs> and I became yeah. all three. And I flourished. And I put in the work. And um, graduated high school, went to college at Sac State University and started making music because my boy Johnny Z, who um, produced the record uh, Back to the Hotel by Into Deep, because I taught him how to make hip hop and expose him to the game, bought a four track. Then we started making songs on our own. And then it became really infectious because Steve, I sent Steve my first 10 songs. And he thought I was in a devil worship, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was using everything I could. I was beatboxing, using possum pants, singing whatever I could to make the song. Because back then, you know, for those who know what a Tascam 4-track is, it's basically like GarageBand or uh, Pro Tools in a cassette player. But you only have four tracks. So I had to fill those four tracks yeah. and you just use a cassette tape. And... Um, just started making songs and Steve started making songs and Z started making songs and then we just got better and better and better. And, you know, as the band disbanded, me and Steve kind of stayed together 
And um, I started writing lyrics in class when I should have been studying. And it <laughs> got good to me. And I got better as a DJ in college. And then Steve moved to the Art Institute in Atlanta. Okay. And I came down to visit him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm coming to Atlanta. So I packed up, went to Atlanta. And, spoke and this, was, this is late 80s, right? This is 1989. Okay. Okay. And I was supposed to have a job at CNN, and I go to this club called Magic City, which is America's number one adult entertainment complex. Mm -hmm. And the DJ was having a bad night. He was drunk or something. And I was like, whoa, I'm a better DJ than I thought I was. I could do this for, for the summer and start CNN in the fall. So I went to the owner. I was like, you need a DJ? He's like, nah, but come see me Monday. Went and saw him. And he's like, I don't need a DJ, but I need a cook. And you started. I went upstairs, cooked. Ordered chicken wings, made two salads, and the daytime DJ was like, hey, man, I got to go run some errands. Can you cover for me? I'm like, ooh, shouldn't have did that. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I got on, I, I DJed the rest of the day. The girls loved me, and then I was the head DJ. Nice. And now I'm a young man, around 150 butt naked women get to play my own records <laughs> in the club. I'm having the time I mean, you can't only, I mean if, if your story stopped there, we'd be interviewing you, and we you, <laughs> that – We'd be we'd be a fan for life. Oh my gosh! I mean, there it is. And yeah. then and then from Magic City, not only was an adult, but it really uh, made a sound of hip hop yeah. forever. So you were a pioneer. Now during that time, there was uh, there was gangster rap coming out, but it seems like your music was more of that party music um, yeah. of. You know the beginning of hip hop, like Sugar Hill Gang, yeah, and stuff like that. Houdini, yeah. Sugar Hill. Because that's what we were influenced by, right? Yeah. And that's funny you say that because being in the southeast, I knew that we had to make bass music, right? Because you know I'm from we from Denver, we grew up hip hop, so I would get my records from all you know what I DJ get my records from all over the country, New York, D.C., L.A., San Francisco. So I was exposed to all of it. But when I got down south, it was a new you know I I hadn't heard that before. I've heard some. I heard Little Luke and I heard some Shadi and stuff like that. But the one string that was connected to all of them, that it was party music and that it was the essence of hip hop. Because to me, the essence of hip hop is Planet Rock huh. by uh, African Bambada, because that kind of started the B-boy era uh -huh. of break dancing and dancing and having a good time a good and partying time. and mm -hmm. just using two turntables and a microphone and figuring mm -hmm. it out. Right. Mm -hmm. So. You know, Steve was like, I was like, we got to make an up-tempo record if we're ever going to get out of the Southeast. And he was like, man, I can't, it's hard to make that. I love it. But and I was like, just think Planet Rock or Egyptian Lover, which was on the West Coast. And he made the beat, used the Kano sample. I had tons, tons of lyrics, but there was a song I was working on called Woont There It Is. And <laughs> everybody thinks Woont There It Is is this big Manhattan project or this big uh, rocket science project. <laughs> and it was just the song about dudes chasing women on a friday night mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right so we made we made the we went to the studio made the record and that night i had to work at magic city dropped the cassette in and to this day that is the biggest response of any record i've ever had i bet been, and that so you impress a bunch of naked women <laughs> attractive naked women hey i've never done that. No, no. you know there's I've never done that you know, there's 10 times the men in that club so yeah. for <laughs> all the dudes to run up to the dj booth and say They're hey what it. the hell is that yeah you is it out yet where can i get it and i'm like just got out the studio with this <laughs> i knew i had something but my hubris was telling me but 
any record you make is going to be a hit record, DC. So let's go to the next one. Let's not, you know, whoop, there it is, whoop, there it is, but let's go to the next one and the next one. I stopped playing it, actually. And about January 1993, I started playing it again. The same thing happened. And there was one of my record reps in the audience, uh, Alan Cole from Columbia Records. He was like, what is that? I was like, that's my new record, man. He's like, give it to me. So I sent it to New York, gave him a copy. He sent it to New York. Now I'm you know, talking to Columbia Records. I'm like, ooh, it's that easy? Then I give it to all the reps. Now I got all the major labels, Epic, a and Mercury, wow. um, you know, Tommy Boy, everybody talking to me. But How old of a person were you? How old were you at this time? 24. Oh, my. Wow. Could you imagine? 24. And uh, no, they didn't know what to do with it. I almost gave <laughs> up until Lisa McCall worked for Mercury Records said, you need to call Al Bell because he put out a record last year called Daisy Dukes, which went gold. And for those who don't know what Al Bell is, at the beginning of soul music, you know, the beginning of black music, period, there were three record companies. There was Philly International, there was Motown, and there was Stax, which was owned by Al Bell, so he knew how to work records. And I called him and took two weeks for him to call me back. And I didn't even know who he was when he called me, and I was like, oh, Mr. Bell, okay. Wow. Let me tell you I've got a hit record. It's been tested in the clubs. This is going to be an incredible. You need to sign us now. And he was like, okay. And I was like, whoa. whoa, whoa. And he didn't hear your music, I understand. Is that's that right? what I was telling him. I was yeah. like, look, you haven't even heard the record. And, he, and what he said to me, I'll never forget. And it's one of the most beautiful things anyone has ever said to me. He said, brother, I don't have to hear the record. I hear it in your spirit. Yeah. Wow. Let's, let's agree to agree and get this thing going. And I said, cool. I mean, that's and why I he that's why he was so successful. I mean, he, yeah, he knew I gave, that. I that gave gift. my two weeks in Magic City, signed a messed up record contract. <laughs> and a month and a half, we were platinum. And the rest is history. Wow. So, I mean, that song, you know, it continues to follow you around. When when. I got to ask you about the Geico commercial. I mm-hmm. that is my favorite commercial. It is. I never get tired of seeing that. When it's when, so hilarious. When they approached you, was there any hesitation of Oh God, I don't, I don't want to do this, or were you guys right on board with it? Actually, there was a backstory to that. Okay. In uh, 2011, I'm at I'm DJing at the clubs, and I get a call. You know. DC got to come to the front door. I'm like, what? I'm working. It's like, there's a call for this lady will not get off the phone. I was like, which one of these heifers I done? <laughs> so I go to the front. I'm like, who is this? She's like, tell me who she was. I'm like, look, you got to call me in the morning because I'm at work. Please call me in the morning. It was a reporter from the New York Times. And she told me that Gawker had written an article that Barack Obama was in our music video. And it was just one clip. Oh, oh, I remember this now. I remember this now. It was one little teeny weeny clip. (laughs) Yeah. From a dude named L.A. Snow from our video look exactly like a young Barack Obama. Oh, wow. And we did press for a whole week and I was happy and it was just fun. And then at the end of the week, I was disappointed because I didn't have a web presence and they couldn't find me. Right. Oh, man. And I left money on the table. Mm-hmm. And I vowed that would never happen again. So that's what started my SEO career, search engine optimization. Uh-huh. The ability to get on any page of Google at, at will. And that was 2011. And you type in tag team, it was all wrestling. But you type uh, sure. in tag 
today. It's all tag team because it took <laughs> 10 years to just get masterful at this because I think different. I don't quit. I play offense. Mm-hmm. And I get a call from my acting agent. Mm-hmm. DC, you booked a Geico commercial. I'm like, why are you playing with my emotions? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even audition for a Geico commercial. She's like, DC, they said they want a tag team for their commercial. I was like, oh, so I went and checked the tag team phone. Sure enough, there was a message. Oh, and wow. I didn't answer the phone because I really answered that phone. And they went to my IMDB portal. And because I leave good breadcrumbs, because I know SEO, because I never quit play offense, Geico found me, called my agent, talk about synergy off the meter. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got it from him. But I was like, wait a minute. This is what your agent does. Let them do it. So I let my agent make the deal. And it is the biggest deal, most lucrative deal I've ever made in my life. Nice. The commercial is more lucrative than anything else you've done. Pretty much. That's amazing. So I want to. It's, it's not over. So <laughs> I want to ask you about that because, um, you're the, like I mentioned before, the, the song is she, the song is a huge, huge song. I mean, it's huge. Okay, but yeah, like money. Buddy. You wrote, uh, you signed a bad contract. Yep. And you had setbacks. So, yep. I'm just wondering some thoughts and your experience of reaching this high high and then. You had this uh, bad contract you had to deal with. I mean, you're an inspiration because of the strip club, okay? But that's secondary. But secondary, (laughs) you kept going. Tell us about that. Because because I've been a DJ all my life. I've always been popular. So having a hit record was nothing. Plus, being a DJ at Magic City, the world came to me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew all the athletes. I knew all the stars. I knew Dominique Wilkins. I know uh, Deion Sanders. I know all the Falcons. I know all the Georgia Tech stars. I know all those cats who became famous because they used to come to the club and we sit back and have conversations. Just It was like our watering hole or our man cave, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Right? And I watched stars come in and treat people like crap. And then, you know, especially artists. And then when their hit record has faded and they didn't know how to handle it, I watched as the ah. same people they treated bad reveled in their demise. Mm. And they never came back. And I vowed that I would never be that dude. Plus, my father sat me down at the beginning of Whoop and he said, look, I'm proud of what you did. I'm proud of what you're doing. But let me tell you a story. You know, when I was young, I wanted to be, you know, popular and everything. Because, you know, all my friends had the Cadillacs and they were in the streets and they was getting all the girls and they was making money. But my grand, your grandmother made me, you know, she got a baseball bat and made me go get my education. <laughs> and as you said, I tell you this because now I'm the one that has all the Cadillacs. Yeah. And I got the woman I wanted and they're all broke and they all call me for money. So when I tell you that story, because it's going to fade. Don't chase it. It'll destroy you. Wow. I was like, yeah, 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 Pop, I got you. I'm going to yeah, live forever. Yeah. I got you. you know, I'm a young man. But I, but I listened, though, right? And when it started happening, you heard I that said, voice. okay, because it, it was good for like a good three, three and a half years. Sure. I mean, we traveled the world. We got money. It was all good. But once the record, record company went bankrupt, then another record company bought it out of bankruptcy. And then the battle ensued. And then we're the, we're the child in the middle mm-hmm. of the horse, right? Mm-hmm. So... 
you know, I try to do things legally, but I realized very quickly that I have little money. I have short money and they got long money. Yeah. And I can fight one record company, but I can't fight two. So I said, well, think differently. So basically I became a paralegal because I knew I would have my day. Oh, wow. Court. Wow. But make sure that you have all the, all the paperwork from the beginning. Make sure it's organized. Make sure you get all the discovery. Make sure you follow along. Make sure you understand all the terms, what emotion is, all those things. And be prepared for when your day comes in court. So I basically, I looked at the glass as half full as opposed to half empty. Because if you look at the glass half empty, I would have became old and bitter and that wouldn't have served me. Mm-hmm. But because I left, you know, kept the glass half full, our career was stalled. But when there it is was living on. But then there was a psychological aspect to that because I didn't. Yeah. You know, every year was like, is this going to be the year that it fades? Is this going to be the year that it fades? But then I'm sitting in a movie theater and I'm looking at Will Ferrell dance on a table in Elf. In Elf, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I know that that record is going to be evergreen. It's going yes. to last forever because that was the, that's a hit Christmas movie and it will be played every year. And kids that yeah. love Christmas movies will see that record, will hear that record. And they're going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to work. And... Because other things were set up. Adam's family, it's going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks 2, it's going to live forever. We did a record where I'm in the deep bowels of Disney, and I'm teaching Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse how to rap. <laughs> Nobody really knows about it because it was a children's record uh-huh. called Mickey Unwrapped. And it was huge. Wow. For like 10 years. <laughs> so you got a whole other generation of children listening to Whoop There It Is. And mm-hmm. then the 2000s, here comes Kids Bop, where they make a video, almost like a jock jams type situation. Now it's it's uh, aggregated through all the schools, right? And the preschoolers, they, you know, the teachers will play that their that womp video to wear them out, and then they have nap time. Yeah. And for the kindergartners and first graders, if they're good, then they get to dance and have a good time on Fridays. Like there's just documented evidence of all of this. So for the last thirty years, children have been. You know, they've been being brainwashed to my record. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? great. You see what I'm saying? Well, so, well what's me- so good about that is it's a pot. It, I, I know the song is is particularly about you know partying and chasing women and all that stuff but it's it's fun but it's clean. That's yeah a, there's that's nothing so, offensive that's what's so great about the I, Geico commercial the two actors mm-hmm. the the I guess the parents the mom and dad there. they show yeah. the joy <laughs> you know of, of yes. the song I mean could you imagine you're in your kitchen and the tag team comes in the joy you would have oh my god it'd be so much fun I, I didn't give him ice cream because the first iteration of it was soup there it is so I'm like okay but I'm an actor so I'm like cool yeah let me start preparing mm-hmm. and when I start I said I'm gonna have five or six things that I can go to the director with because I prepare uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I'm going through Seinfeld episodes trying to find the soup Nazi episode the <laughs> ideas but then it's like no 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 we're not gonna do that we're gonna do scoop ice cream and you know being scooped there it is and then that was uh that was kind of an emotional visceral thing for me because i lost my father a year before in a in a in such a beautiful home going mm-hmm. because he lived a full life he was old he had ailments but he didn't have anything like cancer or anything like that and he kind of started going blind and he just wanted he, he outlived all his friends and he was ready to go home mm-hmm and we're sitting there trying to keep him alive and we having this you know this argument with the doctors and they're like well, well dr glenn what do you want to do and it's like i got one problem doc 
He said, my sons won't freaking let me die. <laughs> right? <I> said, okay. <laughs> and, you know, and it was like, we brought him back home because they wanted to put him in hospice. We brought him back home. And the man died in his own bed, in his own house, nice. peacefully, on his 82nd birthday. Right? So I couldn't, it's not, I, everything was beautiful. I couldn't ask for more. And mm-hmm. right before the pandemic. So we didn't have to deal with him in the pandemic and nurses oh, that's coming great. in. Yeah, and, that's nice. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. A, yeah. To me, that's all a blessing. But sure. I tell you the story because my father used to be just, a, you know, he used to do everything. And one of the things he would do was make me and my brother ice cream. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he would, you know, get the eggs and the sugar and the the milk and the vanilla. And we mm-hmm. would go get the ice cream uh, bucket ready with yeah. the cylinder ice around with the salt around it. And you pour it in, and then I would crank for five minutes, and my brother would crank for five minutes. He was there with and you. Two kids, two little kids would be happy with spoons with ice cream all over their face. Oh, right yeah. And I wanted to bring that essence yeah. to the Geico commercial. Well, so I, you know, so the, the, the night before the production meeting, I'm, we're talking to the uh, you know, producers, and we're just having this big Zoom. I was like, hey, I got some ideas. And they're like, whatever you want to do, DC. I was like, cool. I've tried to get a spinning scoop to fa- fabricate it, but couldn't find anybody to do it. But we could, I got other stuff. He's like, no, nah, it'll be done tomorrow. I was like, whoa. <laughs> right? Wow. And I was like, kids love sprinkles. So we got to have tons of sprinkles. I want to do this salt-based sprinkle. I want to do old to LeBron James sprinkle. I want to do a sprinkle. <laughs> I don't know why they like sprinkles, but I know they like sprinkles because I want kids to look at this. You know how like when we were younger, we used to look at the Baskin Robbins ice cream cakes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you'd be like, okay, I kind of want one, but and it's a good concept, but you know what I mean. You 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 knew that that was for a party, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I just wanted people. I wanted these kids to, to look at that commercial and say, "Mama, I want a party like that." Yeah. <laughs> and what ended up happening is that the big kid, the kid, and every person came out. Yes. Whether the party. you were. To whether you were a baby all the way to 90 years old, it came out. Mm-hmm. And I've heard story after story after story after story. But my 90 year old dad loves that commercial. Mm-hmm. Well, I've watched Aww. babies play with their blocks and then hear that commercial start get up, fight their way to the TV to, to just booty shaking the whole time, just <laughs> dancing to that commercial. Don't even know how to walk. I watched a dog sleep <laughs> hearing that commercial. And felt like his he was shredding his vocal cords because he was trying to sing that song. <laughs> That's funny. I have no words for that, but I believe because I prepared and I had those 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 simple nuances are the reason that you know commercial was very successful. Mm-hmm. And usually when you do a Geico commercial, you're on tour forever. But we're in a pandemic, so. Like Salt and Pepper did theirs in 2014, and they didn't stop touring till the pandemic. Now, mm. I'm like, what am I gonna do? And because I don't give up, because I don't, you know, look at the glasses half empty, and I play offense. I said, you know what? I'm gonna take these lemons, make some good lemonade, have a lemonade company, franchise it, sell it for 20 million dollars, and get rich. So that's awesome. That's my mindset, and I said. Let me find a publicist because I could blow up acting and voiceover. And all the publicists are like, well, we don't know what to do. It's a pandemic and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, thank you. It's like, I'm going to be my own damn publicist. So I don't, <laughs> anytime I get stuck, and you asked this question earlier, how do you keep going? What yeah, do you do? yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time, these, I call them, 
to, this is my phrase for what I do and what I love to do. My favorite thing to do is learn how to learn. And then I have learn how to learn hustle tactics. And one of my learn how to learn hustle tactics is every time I get stuck or every time I get a hair up my butt that I want to do something new, I join an organization, society, or association because they are filled with people of a certain profession who love their profession, who have been masterful at it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And I joined the Public Relations Society of America because I'm going to be my own damn publicist. <laughs> Smart. And... <laughs> I get in on a Zoom call two days in and it's the CEO of this big PR firm and everybody's asking questions and I raise my hands like our press release is still relevant. Of course I know they're relevant because I do SEO and I know how to do it but this was on the other side, the press side. Mm -hmm. And and like, what's it for? I'm like, well, I'm kind of featured in a national Geico commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And they, I look at the chat and it's like, oh my gosh, that can't be him. Oh my gosh, it's him. I love that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> commercial dude. Oh my God, my kids love that commercial. The the moderator's eyes are getting big. Like, what the heck? We'd like to welcome DC to the organization. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that Geico commercial after DC, but back to his question. Our press release is relevant. And the CEO's like, yes, because the whole last year has been COVID. Oh. Last year has been politics, politics, doom and gloom, everybody fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And Everybody was tired, and you guys came along at the right time, and here comes Tag Team throwing sprinkles, spinning scoops, <laughs> and, spin, and attitude, and fun, and DC, your smile. And I'm just you, know, like, you know, another good thing I like about that commercial is how irritated the kid is at the Yes, yeah, yeah, all those little things. I try yes. my best to make yeah, be yeah, as, as irritating yeah. to my kids being joyful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and... and the CEO said, of course that press release is going to work. And it's a Super Bowl week. And not only is that press release going to work, but you're going to go here to get in front of all the journalists. You're going to go here to get in front of all the TV shows. You're going to go here to get in front of the publicists who don't want to work with you. You're going to go here to get in front of all the podcasts. You're going to make sure your pitches are like this. Whoopty boop, whoopty boop, whoop, whoop. She gave me the entire breath of her expertise in PR in 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and it changed my whole paradigm. And I have not looked back. And it has opened doors and opportunities for me that I could have never imagined. Well, I mean, wow. it's helped us because you wouldn't be and on a little. We're talking. Yeah, yes. you wouldn't be on a yeah, little podcast like us. Talk, so right? <laughs> it's a real, it's it's really an honor. Chris, you have any yeah. last words? I, it, one for more for you. So I know you're you're an international speaker as well. Yeah. You, you're very inspirational. This whole idea of the playing offense and and looking at the glass half full. Um, what is that? What you talk about in your speaking engagements? Is it inspirational? I really, really, I haven't done any speaking engagements per se, mm -hmm. right? Because we've been in a pandemic, and this is all new, right? I yeah, mean, I've spoken in front of people before, but that's just the regular stuff. But this is different because I do four or five of these a day, right? Gotcha. Everybody's like, "Are you getting paid?" I was like, "It's not about that. It's about." You know, and this is another thing. I, I know we're wrapping up, and I just want to thank you guys for letting me come on here and run my mouth because I learn more by talking to people. Hey, no, I, this I has been more great. By, you know, I, I learn articulation for my voiceover. I learn storytelling for my acting. I learn all these things when we're, you know, having conversations. But at the same time, 
I am talking to everybody in the world about the things that I wish someone had told me when yeah. I was a young man. Yeah. Well, right. you know, we do this. We do this out of a sense of we want to do creativity. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're in our early fifties. We're friends. We want to do creativity. Uh, We've had some success. We've had some setbacks. Your story is a little more dramatic than most <laughs> because of the number one song you had, but it, it's very relatable. And how you keep going, especially guys our age, is a really important. It's a really important thing to hear. So I, oh, I can't thank you enough for that. Yeah. Hey, man, look, let me tell you something. I'm 25 again. Yeah. Right? Because what I realize is that it's, it's about the way you think about things, right? Um, because I've learned all these things. Everybody, when I was younger, was like, DC, you, why are you doing that? Why are you a fast photographer? Because I want, well, why you do this? Well, you ain't making no money. And it was just like, you got tentacles all over the place. DC, or jack of all trades, master of none. But I'm like, yeah, but all these tentacles start coming together as it, one and it, serve you. And, you know. I, I am just, it, it, you're, you were someone who could sit on his rear the rest of his life and point at the record. But that's, that's not what that's not what that's not what life is about. Mm-hmm. And those of us who've had success, had stepbacks, need to uh, hear the story. So I, I can't thank you enough for being on yeah, man. with us today. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just keep pushing. Don't never give up. And just remember, you know, you planted seeds all your life, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't know it, and you don't know how how long it's going to take for that seed to grow, mm-hmm. right? But I just recent I re, I realized that in the last in the last few years that wow I have planted some great seeds because oh, yeah. now I stand before you in a forest of opportunity and branches are falling hit me on the head fruits splatter me in the face everything <laughs> is coming my way and you know another part of that is dealing you know just having control over your emotions mm-hmm. where you can take any negative force or negative emotion and turn it into positive energy just by not reacting yeah. Putting it in your pocket, holding it, and using it later for fuel. These little things help you keep your mind open. And then, because of the pandemic, it changed everything. And now we're, you know, we're 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 standing at the foothills of the mountains, seeing everything. And there's a reason that they say there's gold in Dimdar Hills, right? (laughs) And you know, we know where the gold is, but it's up to us to put the work in to get the gold, to extract Mm -hmm. the gold out of the mountains. So awesome. That's how I see it. Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. DC Glenn, the Brain Supreme, the tag team. So thank you so much. I got one more thing. I get a bit off my chest. Yes. Sprinkle! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, DC. Thank you. And people can find you. Do you have a, a website? What's the best? F- if they website people? is Tag Team Back Again, and then uh, DC Glenn for all the socials for me, and Tag Team Won't, all the socials for Tag Team. And pretty much you type in anything about us, I do SEO well, so you'll find me. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you thank so much. You. Take care. Take care. Can you believe DC Glenn? I can't believe that happened on our show. Yeah. That's so awesome. Okay, we're going to, folks, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back with more past week next week with Chris and Paul. Yay! Yay! You guys got what you need? Yeah, thank you, sir. Oh, so much. Thank you. Cool, cool. That was awesome. All right. No problem. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> you, you too. too. Bye bye. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Texas in there. Yeah. Doing his thing.
looking at the past seven days so you don't have to. You could join in on the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060. We've been told that perfect mornings exist for the lucky few. That morning people own the waking hours. But the truth is, mornings belong to all of us. Your mornings are what you make of them. All it takes is saying yes. Starbucks morning yes. Look for Starbucks coffee in a grocery store near you, then sit back and enjoy the exceptional taste of Starbucks at home. Hi, Tom Gully from the Tom Gully Show here. Listen to the show every weekday at 5 p.m. right here on KCTK Radio, personality-driven radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. one 877 cars for kids Donate your car today. This is Tracy from Tracy's Tips and Dips. Listen to the show every weekday at 1130 a.m. and our live show Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. right here on KCTK Radio, personality-driven radio. Hey folks, we're here to tell you about Ranger Rob's Pet Poopy Bags. Um, just imagine the scenario. Alright. You're in, you're in Peru. Ah, Peru. And a dog saves your life. Oh yeah. From a warring Man, tribe. I can really relate to this. Sure, who can't? <laughs> Then that dog takes a big, gigantic dump. Oh, God. Did this... Buddy dump anywhere? I'm sure he did. I never saw him dump, but, I mean, he had to, right? What are you going to pick it up? Ayahuasca leaves? <laughs> I don't think so. You're going to use uh, Ranger Rob's pet poopy bags. And they're cost-effective, eco-friendly pet poopy bags with easy-to-manage handles. So I'm glad that when you were up at the top of the mountain, Chris, and Buddy pooped, you picked it up and you, you, yeah. you used... Right? Yes. You, you, Of course you did. Yeah. Because you can get him there, too. And you walked it down and said, thanks for the poop, buddy. Thanks for saving my life. That's what you did. I, that's exactly what I did. Sure. Okay. And, you, and if you're going to Peru, or if you have a little pug that's next to you, <laughs> you can go to www.rangerobshop.com, or you can go to uh, Amazon. You can get this. I got It's a month supply for eight ninety five. And uh, do it. Do it now. Do it hard. What? And do it. Ew. And tell them, Gilly Sancha. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to 
past week next week with Chris and Paul. Yeah. Yep, I'm Chris. And I'm Paul. Uh, we have our different features. Uh, we do the uh, quiz. Yeah. Pop culture. Casey Scoop. Casey Scoop. Uh-huh. We ran long because we had such a fun interview. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. A little different format this week, but definitely worth it. Yeah. So we're just going to move into any any impressions of... Of, of your conversation with... Can you see why I liked, liked his story so much? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I love that... I mean, you were you were right on. He could just sit there and say, yeah, I had the biggest song in the world, and yeah. I'm done. But uh-huh. just the, oh, people can't find me. I'm going to learn SEO. Yeah. Oh, okay, I've got to go against these record companies. I don't have enough money. Okay, I'm going to learn mm-hmm. legal stuff. I, I, I feel like if I told him my full story... Mm-hmm. of success and then obstacles he would call me a a uh, wuss a there quitter a quitter <laughs> a wuss there it is a quitter uh you're exactly opposite of me yeah. things like that yeah it's weird to talk to people that have experienced success isn't it no you've experienced quite a bit of success mm. you have to disagree no there's yes there's you been, have there's been and stuff. you've had setbacks and they've crippled you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and, the difference. And he gets setbacks, and he, he plays offense. Right. I get setbacks, and I cry on the floor of the shower. Right. I was just going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Let's see what the uh, uh, texter said. And uh, the texter, he's funny, you know. He's he's a funny uh, he's guy. He's got a lot of fun things to say to uh, DC. Yeah. He was a bellman in a hotel where MC Hammer stayed. Uh, he wanted me to ask us, Arsenio Hall nice? Um, yes. He wanted to know who had the best boobs in the strip bar. Mm, that's a good question. Listen, I don't want to work in a strip bar, ladies and gentlemen. I was just saying, I just if I was in my early 20s, yes, I would want to work in a strip bar. Sure you would. Okay. Yeah. Now it's, I don't know. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? As a young man and you're new to an area and you're, it just would be. You're in the top. Strip club playing music. Yeah. Everybody likes you. Yeah. So I've been to Atlanta before, Chris, uh-huh. and I've been to a strip club there. Mm, mm-hmm. It wasn't the same one, but oh. they have uh, usually black people go to one and white people go to another one. Oh, just the way it is. I don't bad. know if it's different now, but I went to one and I think it was this same one. And my hotel was across the street. I couldn't sleep because they were loud outside. They were having fun. Yeah. I was yeah. sleeping. Um, he likes money. Uh, the um, oh, the texture likes Dom Wilkins. He met Dom Wilkins he one met him. time. That's pretty cool. Does the glass have water or soda pop? Well, the water's half full and the soda pop's half full. Oh, wow. So it's a full glass of half water, half soda pop? Yeah, he got drunk with Dominic Williams. Uh, Wilkins, I mean. Something about that. He had a good dad. I agree. Sounds like he did have a good dad. Okay, this is where, uh, I mean, this is where... <laughs> takes more than 10 minutes to make an ice cream cone. Come on, man. <laughs> make lemonade beat him again with the money. Yeah. That makes no sense. Thanks for coming. He's, I guess he's ready to go. If you grow kale, you eat kale. Where can I find the gold? Just search tag team. Why are you giving cars to kids? They can't drive. <laughs> you, you sell the car. Are you Are you guys excited to have Trump back in the White House and all of us? Absolutely. Yeah. Search engine op- optimization. SEO. I, I, I would like to know more about that. Yeah. I mean, I the little I know is basically what he said. Like, you you put different tags and things in everything you Tag put out it. there so that you know when people put in 
tag team. Yeah. We could do it for past week, next week. And anytime people type in past week, next week, our show would be. Do you know how to do it? First. No, no. Okay. All but right. we could learn. He learned. Yeah, but. He's, he's smarter smart. than us, but, you know, we could try. That isn't saying a lot, though. We got two brains. They're not, you know, brain supreme. Yeah. But maybe that's the thing. But he's between brain, us, we got he's two. brain supreme. So you're saying, okay, I'm up to date with uh, Peru. I'm up to date with the tag team, a song from 40 years ago. But what about next week? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, folks. We're going to get you up to date with headlines and predictions. Hey. hey, hey. All right. Well, I'll kick this one off. Uh, Setting the bar exceptionally low this week. President Biden reportedly said in a meeting with the top Republican negotiator, Senator Shelley Moore Capito, that he would cut the size of his infrastructure proposal to about $1 trillion and drop a proposal to pay for it partly with a corporate sales tax hike. Instead, Biden wants to raise money by eliminating loopholes that corporations and wealthy taxpayers use to lower their tax bills and setting a minimum corporate tax rate of 15%. Republicans said Biden's plan was unacceptable because it still sought to pay for infrastructure with increased tax revenue from businesses when there are so many middle and lower class families with financial solvency that could still be sucked dry. Paul? I'd love that one. It's not even a joke. It's just how I really feel about it. In the same vein, uh, the White House announced that the U.S. would start shipping out the first of 80 million COVID-19 vaccines doses President Biden has promised to send overseas. With U.S. vaccine supply now exceeding demand, the Biden administration has faced mounting pressure to share doses with hard-hit nations such as India that are struggling to contain coronavirus surges. Republicans oppose sharing the vaccine with shithole countries and have demanded more credit for the vaccine to Donald Trump while refusing to take the vaccine here in the U.S. <laughs> Chris, again, not really a joke, just all truth. Right. right. (laughs) Yeah. Facebook is expected to announce that it is ending an exemption for politicians from its rules against hate speech. The policy change would mark a major reversal following criticism that the social network was too lenient on powerful leaders during Donald Trump's presidency. After the 2016 election, Facebook weighed the newsworthiness of political speech against the threat that it could cause harm. Under the new policy, the company will stop considering newsworthiness and decide whether to permit posts by politicians based solely on adherence to anti-hate rules. This should greatly simplify things as everyone hates politicians. Paul? (laughs) Including politicians. Yes. (laughs) Yes. President Biden signed an executive order expanding a ban on U.S. investment in China companies believed to be linked to Chinese military. Biden also added more companies to the blacklist, bringing the total to 59. Many of the additions were uh, supplementary of state-owned companies, uh, uh, subsidiaries of state-owned companies, and other businesses included on the original blacklist drawn up by former President Donald Trump's administration. Although, Trump always thought blacklist was the register of people in Georgia who voted against him. Chris? Oh, nice. Thanks, Paul. A man is accused of collecting disability benefits even though he owned a limousine company and started 
bodybuilding. Anthony Ragusa was arrested for applying for benefits, claiming he was injured badly while on the job. He said he could not bend over to put on shoes, walk for more than 15 minutes, and was in so much pain he could not work at all. Mm, Prosecutors described him as being an avid weightlifter, depicted lifting heavy weights. Ragusa was arraigned on account of grand larceny, but was bailed out by on-again, off-again love interest Shirley Feeney. (laughs) Paul. The big... And finally, oh, thank God. A Texas law firm says it has fired a female employee after a video surfaced showing her jumping into a monkey habitat at the El Paso Zoo. An El Paso zookeeper said that Lucy Ray endangered herself and the two spider monkeys in the inhabited. Kels, who I guess is the uh, zookeeper, said that the feeding the monkeys could have endangered them by disturbing their disturbing their diet. The zoo director also said they plan to press charges against the woman. Not surprising, Lucy Ray's IQ increased tremendously after spending time with the monkeys instead of other Texans. <laughs> Chris? Oh, that's all I got, dude. Thank God. That was an insult to you people in Texas. Yes. Do you get it? I do. The monkeys are actually smarter than Texans. Yeah, so that's why she probably jumped in there. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, am I done yet? Oh, good. Okay. Well, we did it. We wrote jokes of yeah. of a sort. Yes. Yeah. And they were... The Republican Party is so jacked up. You don't even yeah. need to write a joke about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about my feelings about that party. Because I really think I used to be like, well, we just... We have different ways of viewing the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm hitting a point where I'm like... They're they're awful. They're, yeah, they're, it's they're just awful. And I God, I don't want to be that way. I don't I want to be that way. I know. And there I am. Well, there I am. Well, there you're bringing us down again. So we've had some uh, good times. Uh, oh, we've had uh, some good times. Inspirational times. Let's see what the texter says. The minimum wage should be should be seven hundred fifty dollars, like Trump pays. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Facebook sucks. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, I like that. That's a play on words. Eight seven seven cars oh, for kids. God, I hate that commercial. Well, you played it in your program. He spent an El- a week in El Paso one night. <laughs> queuing on. Ah, uh, Q. Q-ing on. Oh, Q. Chris, uh, we did it. Uh, what other thing do you have to add to? I don't know. I you know I, I feel so incapable of adding anything to what DC the Brain Supreme brought to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this was good. You know, we'd been off for a couple of weeks to come back, do something a little bit different, and then uh, probably just really hit the ground running with our regular format next week. But yeah. This this was fun. Yeah. It's more fun than uh, some of the, the new stuff that uh, brings us down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that's it, folks. That's our show. All Chris? right. Well, hey, let me take us out, Paul. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening to Past Week Next Week with Chris and Paul. Thank you for allowing us to have a couple of weeks off. You know how taxing this show is on us. <laughs> Since you love the program, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast distributor, and we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at 913-735-0060 or at pastweeknextweek at gmail.com and join the Past Week Next Week Facebook page. Also, make sure you listen to all the great programs on KCTK Radio, Delmarva Talk Radio, and Good Talk Radio. Plus, support our sponsor by picking up some Ranger Rob pet poopy bags. On behalf of Paul, I'm Chris saying goodbye. And on behalf of Chris, we're going to leave you with, you guessed it, 
You guessed it. Oh, the song we talked about. Whoop, there it is with the tag team. Man, again, I know exactly why you're playing this song. Just like the first one. See how big he is? Yeah. Okay. I mean, how do you not like this song? Yeah. And I noticed this when I watched this video before. It's just a fun party thing. Yeah. He looks great, by the way. Yeah. See, it's not all innocent. They're showing girls' butts. You know how that yeah. is. There's a, there was a Barack Obama. That was him. Oh, wow. And here's Steve Rowland. Steve. He's an old fool for the old fool. I would like to ask Steve why he didn't come up with a cool name. Yeah, he just went with his regular name. Yeah. Although I know a Steve who thinks he's really cool, so he would probably yeah. would think that was his cool name. You know, I've often thought if I was a superhero, I would just use my regular name. So I kind of get it. Like, everybody's trying to be cool. Yeah. And uh... Now, I think we see Ed Lover in this video. Oh, do we really? Of famed program, Yo! M- MTV Raps. Really? I want to see him. Isn't that him right there? Oh, I think you're right. He's a pretty good rapper, too. Yeah. But it's very much Sugar Hill Gang. Yes, it's it's more that fun Because this stuff. is the same the same year this came out was Snoop Dogg and uh, Gin and Juice. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely not a gangster rap vibe. But he kind of mentioned a little bit there's an Atlanta sound that he kind of was yeah. one of the first people to do it. Okay, so it, here's the question for you. Yeah. What's this concert like, though? I don't know. Is it is it this song? Just like on, a three on repeat? Times? Yeah. I probably would do it. I'd probably go watch him. Yeah. I'd take a break during another song. Maybe go get myself something else to drink. Yeah, go get a popcorn. You don't yeah. know. You might be hungry. <laughs> You're right. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? You can't all dig it. Yeah, and uh, I asked him about being an international speaker because it's on the bio that he said. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't trying to trap him. I'm not a gotcha journalist, guys. Yeah. I looked around the beach having fun. It's sort of an indoor beach. It's like the Brady's backyard. It's supposed to be outdoors, but you know it's indoors. Do you think he dated any, any girls when this is a big song? I doubt it. <laughs> He's probably waiting for the one. (laughs) (laughs) There it is, folks. We should have had him do that. Yeah. All right, thanks, folks. Yeah, really. This has been a KCTK production. Produced by Paul Lavoda. If you want more information about this content, then you have some real weirdness going on. You can always check out KCTK Radio on Facebook. Listen to live programs at kctkradio.com. Yes, and that is on the World Wide Web. Thank you.